You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Like we always do with this time, I go for mine, I get to shine, now throw your hands up in the sky, go, go for mine, I get to shine, now throw your hands up in the sky, I'ma get on the TV mama, I'ma, I'ma put What's up everybody, welcome to a special edition of Throne of the Jets Live in the middle of the afternoon. My co-host Stephen Russo is actually out this week. He's dealing with a uh, personal matter. His father actually passed away. So Stephen, you know, prayers to your family, you know, thinking of you and, you know, can't wait to have you back on the show so you can talk Jets and take your mind off it. But we're joined by a really special guest, JJ from The Ringer, formerly of WFAN. What's up, JJ? How's it going? Well, I'm glad that we can finally make this happen. It feels like <laughs> this is like months and months and months of planning, but yeah. uh as I'm about to check out of the win right now from Las Vegas, it's, I guess, 1, one fifteen in the afternoon here, give or take. Uh, <laughs> spend a little time with you before I make my way to San Diego. So what's happening, Steve? Not much, man. You know, getting excited about the Jets. I think, you know, there's been a lot going on the past week. You know, Carl Lawson going down. Vinny Curry, as it's today, is done for the season with, this, like, a blood issue, which is kind of scary. But thank God he's going to be okay. But um, I heard your show this week talking a little bit about Zach. So um, I'm curious of what your thoughts were about his performance against Green Bay, because I know obviously you're a Dolphins fan. So you're kind of rooting for him to not be any good. But, you know, for doing a New York podcast, he's someone you're going to be talking about a lot throughout the season, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, from a Jets standpoint, I mean, I, I got to be perfectly honest with you. They're like the least of my worries right now. So if the Jets have a quarterback <laughs> and a head coach, great. It makes my job a heck of a lot easier. It makes it a lot more entertaining. And we kind of take it from there. But, yeah, I, I think all in all, Zach Wilson has looked pretty good. Now, it's preseason football. I don't go nuts one way or another mm -hmm. when it comes to preseason football. But, you know, you want to see a command. You want to see a presence. You want to see a look and a feel. And at least for now, I've seen that with the Jets young quarterback. Mm -hmm. I want to see when it counts – against the Carolina Panthers and against the New England Patriots and on and on we go. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, new fresh start, second overall pick. And no matter what happens here with Zach Wilson, I can guarantee you this, he'll be put in a better position than Sam Donald was over the last few years. Yeah. I feel the same way. He's got, he's actually has weapons. I know it's not like, you know, elite receivers or anything, but Corey Davis looks like he could be, you know, a solid number one, not like elite, but, looks like he could be a lead receiver. So I'm, I've been pretty impressed with what I've seen with him. I know Carl Lawson going down really kind of put a stake in every Jeff fan's heart. You know, do you think that that's going to be a major impact as to how this defense can be? Or do you think, you know, Robert Solid being a, you know, a defensive guy can really scheme around it? And I'm sure they're going to make another move. But like, what do you think about Carl Lawson going down for the year? Well, it's a major bummer. I mean, let's call it what it is. It's a major, major bummer for the Jets. You were expecting Carl Lawson to be 
the first basically premier pass rusher that the Jets have had since the days of John Abraham. You know, they haven't had a guy on the edge who can go and get after the quarterback. So they're going to miss that. Um, I don't know if they can necessarily replace that. Here's the hope. The scheme and what Salah is bringing to the table, it's going to do a better job of generating a pass rush. Is that something that is a guarantee? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. I think that'll play out over time. Um, but I think that's what the Jets can do. I mean, I keep reading, oh, they're, they're interested in this pass rusher or that pass rusher. Well, it's, it, it's August. Who's getting rid of a good pass rusher at this point? True. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's the, those guys are few and far between. You get somebody off the scrap heap, I'm sorry. The idea that they're going to be Carl Lawson, they're not. So that's just – it's a tough break for the Jets. I, I, if there's a silver lining in it, though, you'd much rather it be in a year like this where the expectations are as low as can be, where you're trying mm-hmm. to build something basically from the ground up like that. That, that, that's a lot better than the alternative where, you know, you have a 10, 11, 12 win type of team. Like, let's not equate this to Vinny Testaverde tearing his Achilles <laughs> week one in 1999. You know, like yeah. it's, a, it's a little bit different than that considering what's at stake. Totally. Yeah. I mean, listen, Carl was an ascending player. You know, there were high expectations for him, but at the end of the day, he's never had a double digit sack season. So, you know, we were excited. We were hoping for good things, but yeah, I mean, it, it was really, you know, we were hoping for a lot and we paid him a lot of money, but you know, Hopefully he's healthy and we're excited to see him in 2022. So, you know, being that you're a Dolphins fan, you know, you do root for us to lose. So I get all that. So what should Jeff fans feel like the first year after having Adam Gase? Because I feel like, you know, you went through this exact thing in 2019 when Coach Flores, who I really like and really hide and think he's your coach, you know, for the next 10 years. Like, how should Jeff fans feel like, you know, seeing a real offense and just the guy actually knows what he's doing potentially? (laughs) Um, well, it's going to be refreshing. Uh, I could start there. You're going to have a lot more pep in your step. I think the team is going to be a lot more spirited. I think they're going to be in a lot more games. Those are all positive, positive signs. Look, you got to keep the expectations at a minimal because look at the division. Buffalo is a team fresh off an AFC title game. Miami won 10 games a year ago. New England spent more money than anybody in free agency. All three of those teams are better than the New York Jets. Um, the way I'd see it, though, is you'll know probably eight, ten games in the difference. And the gay situation in Miami compared to the gay situation with the Jets, it's a little different from this mm-hmm. standpoint. It wasn't a total debacle with Miami in the sense that they made the playoffs his first year. Second year, third year, they fell apart. And listen, he did lose the locker room, and yeah. I'm relieved and – you know, beyond ecstatic that he's no longer the head coach of my team. Yeah. It wasn't like the Jets where Adam Gates basically walked in and it was this terrible, terrible tone, the crazy press conference with the eyes <laughs> and just the way the team performed, the bad start. Like, Gaze just never got off to a good sort of footing, whatever you want to call it. He never got on that right foot. So, yeah. The new coach, hopefully, for your standpoint and your sake, will be able to do that. And the good news is the bar could not be any ball. Yeah. There's only one good thing Adam Gase did during his tenure with the Jets. He got Mike McCagden fired. Everything else, awful. That actually helped them because they got Joe Douglas. And I like Joe Douglas. So I'll stick with that. Like, what do you think of Joe Douglas so far as a general manager? I know everything kind of hinges to Zach Wilson. But, like, you know, the Becton pick, some of the picks he had this year, some of the ones he had last year. Like, what do you think so far? Well, I've liked the process. That, mm-hmm. to me, has been what I've been impressed with. The idea that the Jets are realizing we have to draft better. 
we have to accumulate draft picks. We have to do this. We have to do that. Building an offensive line, now getting weapons. It's great. I don't put the failures of Donald and last year on Douglas. To me, Mm -hmm. as you just said, it's far more about the last couple of years and the massive whiffs that you had in the Mike McCagnan era when it comes to drafting players. Now, how good a GM is Douglas going to be? I still think that remains to be seen. For sure. We may like the thought process. We may like what he is doing. He's got to hit on draft picks. He has to hit on this quarterback. He has to hit on this head coach. That will determine, all right, Joe Douglas not only has a plan, but is able to, dare I say, execute that plan. But so far, so good. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. I think he's disciplined. He doesn't overpay. He's smart, like with his resources, and he always is about building through the draft, which is how good football teams are built. So I'm totally with it. I just, you know, it all matters with Zach Wilson. If he hits, Joe Douglas gets a contract extension. If he flops, he's probably gone. That's really what it's going to come down to, I think, at this point. Um, going off that, so, so, you know, he, this is one of Joe Douglas's first picks. Um, I know you put Becton in your New York athlete rankings. How come he's the I only did. Jet? How come he's I the only Jet? I needed a Jet. I'll be, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, dude. I needed I I tried to, and I explain this to people, diversify this list. I wanted to mm-hmm. give, you know, each team with the exception of the Devils a representative. <laughs> I made sure that the top four had four different teams represented. That's why mm-hmm. I went Mets with DeGrom. I went Nets with Kevin Durant, Yankees, Judge. Um, and I think fourth, I ended up going with Randall. Not to say that Randall's better than Harden or better yeah. than Irving or better than Garrett Cole. I just didn't want to stack, you know, two of the same teams within the top four. But honestly, I'm going through the Jet roster. I was like, shit, I got to find somebody here to put in the top 15. And I couldn't put Quinn and Williams. I thought Quinn and Williams' first year was so underwhelming. I didn't want to give him that sort of accolade as good as he was last year. So I said, you know what, screw it. I'll throw Beckton on there. Because I thought he was pretty darn good last year. I don't know if you felt that way. I thought he was yeah, Definitely. I mean, as long as he's out there, you know, he's, he's a force. And definitely the run game to the left side was always really strong when he was out there. I think, and I know someone tweeted this at you, that Elijah Moore could be in the conversation, and maybe Zach will be in the conversation. Hopefully one of those two guys are in the top 15 New York athletes. But I'll say this. I think uh, I think Garrett Cole should be above Judge. I think I know you put Judge ahead of him. I think Cole is more important to the Yankees in, in New York. I know Judge like the face uh, of he is, he is, But here's the problem, though, dude. Yeah. You play every day when you're a position player. And when you <laughs> pitch, as good as you may be, you're only doing it one out of every five days. And here's the other element. That's fair. Judge has been in New York since what, 2016? Yeah. That's I true. rewarded that longevity playing in New York for a longer period of time. I tried to I tried to take that that's into fair. account. I rewarded that with the Grom. I rewarded <laughs> that with uh with Aaron Judge. Hey, listen, Cole's a beast, dude. I love him. I mean, I think he's fabulous, he's fantastic. He's been everything the Yankees could ask for and then some. Uh, but from that standpoint, I wanted to give a little uh seniority and tenure to my dudes. That's fair. That's fair. So I know that obviously this is a jet show, but you are a Dolphins fan. So two things I want to ask you about that, you know, being that the Dolphins really didn't address their offensive line this past off season, how much of a concern is that for you? And then, you know, are you bought in onto it? Do you think he's going to take this massive leap? Cause I know he has looked pretty impressive in the preseason so far. Um, all in on Tua. I think he's going to have a fabulous year. I think the fact that they have built an offense around him, is exactly what he needed. I thought the prehistoric Stone Age offense that they were running last year was tailor-made for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm -hmm. It is not tailor-made for Tua. They're going to throw a lot more wrinkles in that work for his skill set, and you add Jalen Waddell. You add Will Fuller. 
You have Albert Wilson back in the fold. I mean, the Dolphins, to me, have one of the deepest groups of wide receivers and tight ends that you're going to find in the sport. That's going to help them a ton. But to get back to your first question, I think it's the biggest concern for me with Miami going into the year because I think they're going to score points. I think two is going to play well. I don't know if that offensive line is going to hold up, quite frankly. I think they put a lot of faith and a lot of confidence that their younger players, guys they drafted last year, Hunt, uh, Kinley, Austin Jackson, are going to take that leap in addition to Tua. They better be right about that. Because, listen, mm-hmm. you got a bad offensive line, that can torpedo and sabotage a season. Yeah. And it's the sort of thing that could be very detrimental for a young quarterback. But this regime with Flores and Greer is giving me every reason to trust them. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt here. Mm-hmm. I am. Now, the division's tough. I don't think they're as good as Buffalo. And I do believe New England's going to be improved. But I think Miami won 10 games last year. I think Miami can win 10, 11 games this year. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility at all. Like, I see they're over under uh, when I was at the win earlier. Was it nine? I think they go over that total. I think Miami mm-hmm. is a winning team once again. Yeah. I mean, they should have been in the playoffs last year. So I kind of agree with you on that. I mean, I think they're going to have a great defense, especially because they didn't get rid of Xavier Howard, which was kind of a problem. But, you know, they figured that out. I think, you know, Flores, that's his bread and butter, and their defense should be pretty strong. I'm a little bit quite, I'm a little bit concerned with their running game. I feel like they don't have a lead back. I know Miles Gaskin was actually pretty solid last year, but it doesn't seem like he's like the lead guy. Um, yeah, I know you're in Vegas right now, and I know obviously a big part of your show is gambling. So do you have any good, you know, futures bets for the Jets? Are there any ones that you like, any that you actually took, whether it was there or you know, back home on like FanDuel or anything like that? All right. I'm glad you asked me this question. All right, so there are a couple I like. I like the San Francisco 49ers is an over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think their schedule is very conducive to a big year. If you look at the Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy Garoppolo pairing, despite Jimmy Garoppolo being under the gun this year, they win a lot of games. They're going to win a lot of games in that division. I think the Niners are a double-digit win team, and I think they're going to win the NFC West for what it's worth. So that's number one. Wow. Number two, I like the Pittsburgh Steelers under eight and a half wins. I think the quarterback – even though he's had a Hall of Fame career, is totally shot. I think the offensive line is shaky. I think the defense regressed at the end of last year, and I'm not a believer in the Steelers. I think Cleveland is better. I think Baltimore is better. I think Cincinnati will be improved. I think the Steelers go under eight and a half wins. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about one more. Any locals? Uh, no, I don't like any of the local totals, to be honest with you. I mean, <laughs> I would never in a million years play the Jets. It's I, I, It's just – with the 17 game season, it's kind of right around the, that, that tipping point. So I'm staying away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Giants go under personally. I think Washington and Dallas are better teams. I think Washington wins the division for what it's worth. Um, and I'm just not a believer in Daniel Jones until I see otherwise. Yeah. I like the Tennessee Titans over. It's like nine, I think, or nine that and a half. That division is terrible. <laughs> the bad division. The only thing I don't like about it is everybody and their mother is betting Tennessee isn't over. So that scares yeah. the crap out of me. Indeed. Give me Indeed. one more. And I'm gonna give I'm gonna give you one more. I like Denver. I think Denver is a top five defense. I think they got weapons. Teddy Bridgewater is not gonna turn the football over. Now he's not gonna make big plays, but he is gonna play the sort of style that Vic Fangio wants. And I think Denver can be a surprise playoff team this year. I like Denver over eight and a half wins. That's good. So after the Packer game on Saturday, I put a few shekels on Zach seven to one to win uh, offensive rookie of the year. You think it's a bad bet or you think it's a good bet? 
I mean, at seven to one, I think it's it's a good lottery ticket. I mean, listen, you know, offensive rookie of the year is probably going to be a quarterback. It is. So it's, it's just a matter of uh, if, uh, unless something crazy happens, like Najee Harris goes nuts. Uh, it, 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 think about how good Justin Jefferson was last year. That's what I was about to say. And it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah. it, it just doesn't matter. They always give that award to a quarterback. So is it Justin Fields if he plays? Is it Mac Jones? Is it Trey Lance? Is it Lawrence? Uh, I watched a little of that preseason game yesterday at the sportbook. I think Jacksonville is going to be in for a long, long year. And no yep. ETN, remember, he's finished now. So mm-hmm. Zach puts up decent numbers. He's got the best numbers in a bunch. Maybe he gets offensive rookie of the year. I, yeah. I wouldn't necessarily say I'd make that pick with conviction, but I'm getting seven to one on that. That's that's good value, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy because he's only one of two of the rookie quarterbacks who actually locked into a starting job. And then the other – and three of uh, – Fields and Lance are actually have worse odds than him, which I think is crazy. They don't even have the job yet. So I feel like it's good upside. And Mac Jones is behind him, which I totally get because I think Cam is going to start. Well, yeah, and that's the problem. Now, listen, if Mac Jones comes in and the Patriots play really well and they make the postseason, that could be problematic. If mm-hmm. Justin Fields comes in and plays really well and gets Chicago into the postseason – See, that's the thing. They will weigh that. If the quarterback is playing on a winning team and kind of gets them to the top of the mountain, that's where the Jets are not going to be a playoff team. The numbers and the, the, the eye test for Wilson is going to have to overwhelm those guys. Every which way it's going to have to overwhelm. Yeah. All right, JJ, here's the last one. What's okay. your gut, gut prediction for the Jets record? And we'll have a little fun with it. What's the Giants and what's also the Dolphins' final records? Oh, I like this. Okay, so I'm going to say the Jets' 17-game season. I am going to put the Jets at six and eleven. That's what year. I'm thinking. And, and I think that's a if the quarterback progresses and plays well, and they're in a lot of games, you sign for that. It's not something to bang your chest about, but I, I think six and eleven will be my prediction for the Jet for the Jets. I'm going to say the Giants are seven win team. I'm going to give them one more win. I said the Giants are seven and ten, and they are on the outside looking in for the postseason. And I'm going to say the Dolphins finish up at 10 and seven all right those are all fair. so i'm gonna keep dolphins with the same amount of wins as they had last year 10 and seven yeah interesting all right is, isn't it weird you. by the way isn't it weird this year with i love it don't get me wrong yeah but like thinking about these win totals it's a little strange being like oh 10 and seven and not 10 and six or nine and eight and it's gonna throw me off there. there's They're no really there's no 500 you can't be 500 but I do think I like how there's a week 18 extra week of red zone, which I think is the best part about all this. And I, we get one more week of Scott Hansen, so you don't have to be sad for all these months. So I'm excited. <laughs> oh, you got to be. Listen, it's football time with two weeks away. And Christmas morning to me is week one. Can't get here soon enough. I agree with you. JJ, I know you got to run, but thank you so much for joining us in such short notice. I'm super glad that we got to do this and we'll have to do it again sometime. Hey, it was absolutely my pleasure. All the best to you. Your co-